to the Advocates Advocates Podcast, the show that is bringing simplicity back into the complex world of beer, wine, and spirits. I am your host, Spence Craft. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. So glad. Thanks for being here and tuning in. Uh, so what we do here is we are trying to bring simplicity back into what I believe is a constructed, complex um, system within beverage within this podcast today. It is beer. And what I have is I've got an industry professional, Owen Sovel. He is a beer tender alongside me here at Great Flood, but he's also a tour guide and bourbon specialist. Is that right, Owen? Correct. Uh, whiskey ambassador for the uh, the brand Bullet uh, Frontier Whiskey. There you go. And um, he's also a cheese guru. I'm a licensed cheesemonger, absolutely. I have uh, six plus years as a licensed cheesemonger for the Murray's Cheese Company. Excellent. Well, Owen, thanks for being here. Yeah, I know. Thanks a lot of us. people don't know that. But, so, he's got a very well-rounded, very um, in-tune palate, shall we say? People can say that, but I did eat a snack pack earlier today, and I, I have to say that was honestly part of the highlight of my day, so we'll use the word refined. Uh, Until this show, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, excellent. That's where I'll put on that hat of refined power. And so Owen is here to kind of guide us and actually give both ourselves, because we're here to learn, but also you, our listeners, an idea of what it is that we're drinking, the style, uh, what to expect, and, and kind of just guide us down the path of what we are going to be drinking. We also, to combat him and maybe play some devil's advocate, have an average imbiber by the name of Matt Chef. He is a mug club member here at Great Blood. I've known Matt for about a year now and Owen Longer uh, has known Matt Longer. And so, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. And of course, I've always got to have my partner in crime. The show could not be done without him, Kenyatta Samuel. Hello, guys. We get to have some pumpkin stuff. So if, if you caught the end of last week, um, Kenyatta is not thrilled about today's show. <laughs> but yes, um, part of the show is that the three surrounding me, Kenyatta, Matt, and Owen, they have no idea what they are drinking. The only thing that they do know is that they are drinking pumpkin beers. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year where pumpkin is taking over. The pumpkin spice lattes are coming out and the stereotypical uh, PSL drinkers are putting on their leggings, jaggings, and their boots. The guys are putting on their flannels, right, Owen? Or their leggings. I was going to say, I put on my ugly so I PSL. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, this theme is pumpkin everything. So in front of us, we do have three pumpkin ales. Other than that, the three guys surrounding me have no idea what it is they're sipping. So, again, we are bringing simplicity back to the complex world, so it only makes sense that we analyze these beers with a simple table. And that simple table is going to be sight, smell, taste, finish, and then we're all going to come together for a conclusion and to come up with and give you, our listeners, kind of an overall impression of what that beer is. The goal is to help you find an educated guest, so when you're out there looking for a pumpkin beer this fall, which one might be best for you? Drink what you love, love what you drink. That is our goal here. So, Owen, we are very open about our biases here. I am interested to know, what beers do you typically look for in your free time when you're sipping when you're just looking to 
relax a little bit and wind down. Uh, what do you love and what do you tend to stay away from? That's a great question, Spence. Also, thank you again so much for having me here. Uh, I guess during my free time, whenever I'm sitting around uh, with my buddies drinking, it all kind of depends on the atmosphere that we're drinking in. If we're at a, if we're at a craft uh, brewery, I might look for something that I can't normally find somewhere, something bourbon barrel aged, maybe some sort of smoked ale that you know you're not typically going to find whenever you walk into a, just your regular everyday sports bar. Um, but now that we're in the throes of football season, I'm a big fan of getting the uh, the uh, the 48 ounces, the the, uh, the the big gulp of beers as you will. As you will. Uh, some of the, I'm a big fan of the domestics right now. I can't I can't deny that. Um, I really don't shy away from too much of anything. Now that we are getting into the fall season, I am looking for something a little bit more experimental. I'm looking for something a little bit more, uh, you know, fall themed. I'm looking for more spice. I'm looking for more uh, nutmeg. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at all these pumpkin beers right now, and I'm thinking these all sound pretty ideal for it me right like now. Smells like a pumpkin pie. It kind of right does. Now. It kind of smells like we're we're about to start drinking in a uh, a Yankee Candle store, and I don't hate it. <laughs> All right, well, Owen, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to uh, picking your brain and getting some of your expertise on, on these beers. Absolutely. And, Matt, I'm going to throw the same question to you. Um, what beers do you typically, like, lean towards, and which beers do you typically stay away from? You know, I'm a, I'm a creature of variety. Uh, if I'm a sucker for, like, those uh, beer camps that Sierra Nevada puts on. If there's some weird collaboration with something I've never had anymore, like a Vietnamese tea IPA, like, I want to try it. Uh, as far as my day of the day goes, uh, like during the, I, I have a pretty cozy basement right now and it's starting to get cold. So uh, I've got, uh, I like to stock up on a lot of really heavy hitters, like 12%. So I'm talking to either old ales or bourbon stouts or my favorite style is probably a bourbon barley wine because I like the sweeter, sweeter high ABV, a little bit of heat uh, beers. But uh, really, I'll drink anything. Uh, I really am into those uh, those uh, cucumber crushes by Tin Barrel. I, I like those when I mow the yard. <laughs> yes. I think those are really good. Uh, Your lawnmower beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. But we're almost done mowing lawns, thank God. But. Um, speaking of kind of that barrel aged, um, you're a home brewer, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you just came out with a pretty tasty uh, beer. Thanks for sharing. Well, no problem. Um, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you chose to do and why? Uh, so that was a bit of a happy accident. Uh, we were feeling pretty uh, pretty high and mighty when we decided to make a, a, a Goose Island Bourbon County clone back in uh, October of last year in 2017. Uh, put it in uh, two cars boys and kind of forgot about it uh, meant to keg it or bottle it a long time ago and it was one of those things we just I brew with three other guys and we just hate bottling so much that we just put it off until recently and uh, yeah uh, turned out it turned out really really good uh, really happy with it yes it did. Uh, Delicious. it's about 12 ABV which I've never done on a home brew I've never gotten over 10 so that was quite a feat on its own hey, uh, really your, heavy starter for your first time Damn oh, yeah. good, my friend. Damn well, thanks. good. Thanks for sharing it with us. We appreciate it. And last but not least, Kenyatta, we know you're a hophead. We know you look, you know, the bigger the better. But I'm more interested, and we got a preview at the end of last week. What What is your initial reaction when I say pumpkin beer? Uh, as you said, the PSL, uh, the PSL, uh, 
I'm going to call it the uh, PSL cult that occurs. <laughs> uh, that happens. And, and look, I get it. And, and to be dead honest, I mean, this is truly the time where you get a lot of different spices. You get a lot of different... You, you do get an experimental period in beers, I think, around this time release. Because between now and Christmas, you can kind of go a little bit off base. And uh, that's not bad. That's actually good. And, uh, you know, honestly, this will be the first year, probably around this time, that I'm probably going to consume more beer than I normally would, because right about this time, I'm pretty much drinking red wines. And I'm, I'm digging deep in red wines. All right. Very deep. Do you feel like uh, whenever you're served a pumpkin beer that it should be like a barista instead of a bartender and they read your name out loud before they hand it to you? Or? <laughs> yes, I, you know, I feel that it should be a hipster with, uh, you know, uh, giving me a Caps Blue Ribbon or something at that point. But uh, <laughs> I digress. Also for our listeners, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Hey, drink what you love, love what you drink. I, I love how Kenyatta co- compared the uh, the PSL uh, community to a cult when we were literally drinking the Kool-Aid in front of us. So yes. maybe by the end of this podcast, we'll, uh, we'll have transformed Kenyatta into a believer. You know, and, and look, a lot of it is perception because, I mean, you know, when, when there's a media, when there's a media forum and there's a big push, you know, the obvious thing is to go... Uh, Against that, and, um, for sure. You know, so if you take, if you try to be objective and taste it and start digging into it, there's probably going to be a beer in here that will be, oh, this is a good beer that I will drink. Well, you so. said that you're surprised with some of those Oktoberfests yeah. over the past three weeks. So, yeah. all right. Well, hey, um, I'm getting thirsty, um, especially when you said the uh, grape juice right in front of us. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get sipping, yeah. Um, so Owen, you're the professor, you are the, we are the students, you are the brains of the bunch. I know you don't get that quite often, but... Thank you, Pat. <laughs> also, hi, Mom. Glad you're listening. <laughs> but glad you're here, either way. Um, I want to kind of have you go through this first beer by yourself. Sight, smell, taste, finish, and then we'll all come together for a conclusion. And just as you go through it, let us know what it is that you typically should expect within a pumpkin ale, or pumpkin beer, rather. For sure. I think it's important that we start off knowing what a pumpkin beer or a pumpkin ale is before we start. Uh, A pumpkin ale is really no different than any sort of ale at the beginning. You start off with all of your regular grains, but you turn that into a mash. Uh, you put that mash into a mash cooker, it'll sit there for a few hours, we'll add hot water to our mash, it'll start to break down your starches and your sugars inside of that. Um, after that, just like every other beer, it's going to go straight into a fermenter. Uh, that's where you add a yeast strain to your mash. Uh, that yeast eats that sugar that we just created and turns into alcohol. Um, but with pumpkin beers, this is where everything's going to go into a second stage of fermentation. We're going to add more yeast, and this is where we're going to add all of our, a lot of our pumpkin flavors, uh, maybe even bits of whole pumpkin. Uh, but another characteristic of pumpkin beer, and really any sort of pumpkin product on the market right now, is not just that we're getting a lot of pumpkin flavors, but we're getting a lot of extra spice to it. So we're getting a lot of cinnamon, we're getting a lot of nutmeg, getting a lot of paprika sort of notes coming from this. Maybe something a little bit spicier. So spice, you're not talking jalapeno. We're not talking habanero. We're talking, yeah, we're talking, uh, we're talking our cooking spices, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking, right. talking cinnamon. We're talking yes. cloves. Um, so those are the, some some typical things that we're supposed to be looking out for uh, when we're looking at this sort sort of style of beer. Uh, and and I've joked in the past episodes, like with our hoppy wheats, you know, we uh, discussed Hefeweizens 
um, where you get clove and banana, but at the same time, people aren't throwing in banana and clove in the match. They're not adding it while the beer is... Absolutely. Is, but what you're saying is with pumpkin ales and kind of these more like seasonal releases with the added flavors to them, they are literally throwing pumpkin meat yeah. into the beer. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so yeah, a lot of those those banana notes that people get on, on some of their beers all comes down to the amount of hops that they're using and the, specifically the type of hops and where those hops are being grown. Uh, the different soil compounds from all over the country are going to provide different notes. Uh, if you use a lot of French hops, this is where you're going to get more f uh, floral and citrus notes on your hops. Um, but with, with, with pumpkin ales, they, they really don't shy away from adding a lot of, like, like Spence said, a lot of pumpkin meat into this uh, to give us some of that natural pumpkin flavor that we're going to be looking for. Excellent. All right, so um, when it comes to kind of uh, pumpkin beer, when you look at it, I'm picking up uh, beer number one here. Far left-hand side. What, what do you see? And what would somebody expect to see? Does this fit a, a general um, speculation of what pumpkin ale is or pumpkin beer is? Or is it a little off in some way or another? Yeah, I think, I think one thing that's setting us up just a little bit different from other people is we've poured ours into glasses, which means that we can check out the, the actual color of our pumpkin beers rather than just stringing it straight out of a bottle. Bottle, you're not going to be able to look at the, the, the head that's going to be on your beer. You're not going to be able to look at the color that's coming out of your beer. Um, I think it's a little bit more important to put into a glass because you get to smell a lot of it first as well. Uh, so just as soon, as soon as we start looking at this, I get a lot of, you know, a, a lighter brown, maybe a, look a bit of a darker red sort of color to this, uh, which is going to be pretty boilerplate for most pumpkin ales on the market. Uh, it's got a nice little head to it. It has been sitting here for a few minutes, so we expect that to, to uh, dissipate over time. Uh, but besides that, it looks pretty uh, true, to, true to form. And you mentioned smell. What are, what are you smelling? Well, whenever I smell my alcohol, I think that there's an important step that a lot of people are forgetting. And uh, a lot of people, whenever they try to smell their alcohol, they keep their mouth closed during it. Whenever I'm smelling my, my bourbons, my wines, my beers, I want to make sure that I want to leave my mouth open during that. Um, if you guys try that, uh, it's kind of the one time in your life when you're allowed to be a mouth breather. Uh, and that allows the, the, the smell of the alcohol to actually travel through your all's nasal cavity uh, and finish in the back part of your all's palate. So you'll probably even be able to get to taste a little bit in the back of your all's throat. Um, so whenever you, whenever you go to smell it, like I said right away, I'm going to get a lot of cinnamon and clove notes to this one. Um, so this one is definitely more along the lines of those cooking spices. Uh, I get a lot of baking spice notes out of this one. So thank you for the, uh, the great tip on keeping your mouth open as you get the full mouth around. For sure. I think that's uh, it's definitely something that a lot of people miss. It goes into the frontal and retro nasal passages Absolutely. and weird tastes, 75% um, smell. Yeah, especially like I like said earlier, I have a, I have a background in uh, whiskey. Um, you'll notice this a lot whenever the next time you guys go to smell your whiskey. If you leave your, your, your mouth closed to it, the ethanol that's in that whiskey is gonna gonna burn the shit out of your nose when you go to smell it. So you want to make sure that you leave your mouth open a little bit. You're gonna let that smell uh, anticipate, uh, yeah, anticipate on the back part of your all's palate. It probably even gets a little taste a little bit about on your on your all's whenever you guys go to smell it. Well, I've already tasted, but Owen, I'm interested to hear what you're tasting. Yeah, cheers, everybody. A little bit lighter in flavor than I am than I anticipated. Uh, definitely seems more 
um, true to form. Uh, the past few weeks we've been talking about Oktoberfest, this definitely seems to have more of a fest beer sort of wheat balance to it. Uh, I do get a little bit of breadiness um, the top part of my palate, a little bit of sweetness right on the tip of the tongue. Um, more pumpkin smell than pumpkin taste is what I'm picking up, but then again, everybody's palate is different. Um, yeah, I'm getting a little bit more wheat notes on this one. Definitely you can feel and smell those cloves that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it is definitely a lot lighter than what I was... Uh, it's a darker color yes. beer. The, the, the flavor is really surprising on that one. Alright, and so how's this beer finishing? And of course when I say finish, I mean when you finally do swallow, does it linger a little bit or does it just dissipate immediately? This is kind of ideal what I'm looking for when, I, when I'm sampling my pumpkin beer since I want it whenever I finish swallowing it and I take that first breath afterwards. I want it to feel like there's still like a pumpkin beer coming out of my mouth. Like I want a lot, a lot of those fall spices lingering on, on my palate. But I do get that on this one um, in, a, in a nice way. It stays there for a few seconds and then kind of uh, dissipates away sure. uh, and leaves room for the next set. I can definitely see myself drinking one of these beers around a campfire with my buddies. Excellent. So Matt, you've seen how it's done. Oh, how yeah. about we uh, we just kind of come together? What's your overall impression of beer number one here? Do you want me to give a, a color clarity? I feel like I'm talking about diamonds here. Cut if color clarity. <laughs> um, it's you, a um, <laughs> No, it's, If you uh, want to, absolutely. Oh, sure. Or if, uh, I mean, just... Your overall impression, I will let you know that you're going through the table solo next. Oh, okay. Uh, so just my general impression, uh, a lot like Owen, I felt like I was uh, like smelling the pumpkin beer. I thought I was going to get a lot more taste than what I did. Uh, it, was, it was a whole lot lighter and it was, uh, it was a lot more grain forward uh, than I expected. Uh, overall, I like it. Uh, I think it's okay. I give it, on, on a spooky scale, I give it about a... a Six out of ten on spookiness. Yeah, I, th I feel like that's pretty true to form for this part of the year where we're going into November or October, yeah. and we're like anticipating a lot of the spookiness. Um, this definitely keeps that anticipation growing a little bit while still feeding into that. Um, the people that want to start already start decorating their houses for Halloween. <laughs> yes, it's hey, a little me. too early I'm, for. I'm to already looking to get my graveyard out my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Kenyatta, what about you, man? Is this, uh, was this as spooky, dare I uh, feed off the theme here, as uh, what you were coming into? Um, you know, this one, the, uh, the pumpkin portion of it isn't as intense as I would expect it to be. Uh, you know, it almost just has, the cloves almost just seem to come out of it. Those other spices just seem to hit it hard. And um, I would almost put this more of a, I mean, of a holiday type of beer that I would taste, and not necessarily a pumpkin infused type yeah. of beer. Um, so, you know, this is one of those of, um, I think it's a, it's a solid beer. Now, you know, unlike Oktoberfest or some of the other beers or IPAs, I don't necessarily have a marker in my head of, should this is this a traditional pumpkin spice beer or not? Uh, so I can't really say one way or another. But at the same time, um, it's, a, it's definitely not a bad beer. There's nothing really overpowering at this point in time. It seems kind of balanced. Yeah, I think what's interesting about this beer is I it, uh, before you told me that this 
the theme for this week was going to be pumpkin beers, if you would just have me blindly tasted that one, I probably would have just more categorized that as a fall-inspired ale. I don't yeah. think that I would have gotten yeah. too many pumpkin notes out of it. Like, I've, I've had a lot of pumpkin beer. You, you know when you taste it. For this one, like I said, we, just, we all I think we all just got a lot of spice on it. Definitely not bad. Probably not my favorite. I'd probably give it around a 6 uh, or 7 out of 10. Is there such a thing as an auto male? Is that a thing? I, I feel like if there was, this beer would be yeah. an auto male. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alright. Yeah, I agree. So Matt, again, you've seen how it's done. Owen just went through the table. Sight, smell, taste, finish. This is your time to shine, my friend. Well, uh, I'm, I'm no cheese expert, so I'm going to try my best here. Um, Good luck. So we got beer number two in front of us. Uh, you know, my, my memory is a little hazy, but I want to say this one's a lot more of a, of a darker, richer copper. And so you get a little bit of red kind of along the outside of it. Uh, that's my initial uh, thought about it. And let's just get a smell here. Now, I think this one smells a lot lighter on the pumpkin than, uh, than the previous beer that we just had. Uh, I'm doing Owen's technique of keeping my mouth open, so I feel like I'm sniffing like a dinosaur here. Uh, now, see that one, um, I, I like the body on that one a whole lot more than the yeah, previous beer. It's uh, much more full. All right, yes. so, so when you say body, what? explain to our listeners what you mean by that. Uh, I I feel like if uh, if I wanted to skip a meal, I could drink this beer for a meal. It's uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, I feel like when I'm drinking, I'm getting uh, like a, a mouthful of the grain. Um, it, it's just a lot heartier. Does it does it taste a bit greeny or bready, like some yeastiness notes in it? I definitely get a lot more wheat on this one yeah. in the sense where like for like heavily weeded products it leaves more of like a molasses right. mouthfeel to it where it feels like this beer is like coating the inside of your all's mouth. Yes. Yep. For the body on this one I'm getting a lot more malt on this one. Yeah. Uh, so this reminds me a lot more of a more doppelbach and uh, so, so, some, some sort of those kind of ales. It's definitely a malt forward beer. Yeah, sure. absolutely. And it's kind of interesting because the smell is very deceiving to me. I would not expect this to be as malt forward yeah. on it. But that's just me. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I agree with you completely. These are yeah. two opposite beers, I think. Yeah. Uh, but what, uh, what other flavors are you picking up? Are you getting a lot of the pumpkin? Are you getting more spice, more clove? Um, do you get some I'm getting I'm getting something herbal uh, I think on the end of it that I'm not uh, I can't exactly know the words to I'm I'm not experiencing this don't mean to cut you off but I think the word that I think that I'm looking for that I was trying to describe is I get more of a vegetable taste on this one that that last beer we got more we got more spice we got more a little bit more pumpkin we got a little bit more sweetness I don't think that we're getting that on this one I'm getting more earth tones on this one so I'm getting a little bit more uh, like fennel or cut grass uh, on this beer, wow. uh, Matt, uh, where he said that this is like kind of like what he's looking for. I'm gonna go the exact opposite. This is not what I'm looking for in a beer. Uh, I know that seems like a, like a pretty unpopular opinion, but uh, I am who I am, guys. I'm not gonna change who I am just for this podcast. We still love you. Yeah, thanks. That's buddy. why I invited you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I think that if, awesome. if this is the kind of beer that you're looking for, something that is a little bit more malt forward, I think this one's gonna be a great one for you. But for me, when I'm talking about pumpkin beers, I think I want something that's got a little bit more of that spice, a little bit more sweetness to it. See, I'm getting, I'm getting this beer is very overpowering. 
Like, I mean, to, to move forward to the finish, I mean, like, that first sip is still in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you call overpowering. I call it, I mean, so I like to use the word balanced a lot. This is muddy to me. Yeah. I'm kind of like, what, what the hell am I supposed to be? <laughs> but don't get me wrong, there's elements I like of it. I like the malt forwardness, and this comes from a hoppy guy. I like the malt forwardness of it. I like the way that I think it's trying to present itself, but it's just, you know, when you start getting to the taste, and when you start, I mean, you're digging deep level than I've ever gone when you start talking <laughs> fennel. I'm like, you know, I don't see a turkey here. But, uh, you know, uh, but with that being said, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, the first one I can kind of clearly define spices and that's kind of what I was expecting out of it maybe a, maybe the first one could be a little more maltier but yeah. this one it's very malty but at the same time yeah, I think it's a it's a bit muddy for me once again, I think the, the the thing that I'll say about it is, is when we're talking about pumpkin beers, I don't think either of the ones that we've tried so far is anything that I'm looking forward to for a pumpkin beer. Yeah. I think I think both of these can be considered, like I said, fall sort of inspired beers. You could put a scarecrow on the label and probably sell a better event, but I think to put a pumpkin on the front of any, any of these beers so far would almost be deceiving the drinker. Yeah. Well, I, I personally give this one a, a spooky level of a seven. So I, I like this one a little bit better. This one I'd probably give a spooky five out of ten. I mean, first, first spookiness was probably six. Second spookiness is a five. <laughs> Nothing um, is really uh, spooky. Yeah, it's not really, not really uh, getting me per se. And it's like every time we come in here, there's like a cool movie on it. Independence Day 2 is on, and I'm like, oh yeah, stop blowing up. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's uh, let's move forward to beer number three here. Well, I was kind of interested to hear what you were going to say yeah. about these beers, Mr. Spence. The thing is, is uh, this is a blind tasting for you all. I know what is being oh. poured, and I do not want my perception of, say, a given brewery to oh, okay. sway me anyway. Um, after, during the reveal, I'll be happy to share my thoughts. Good call, good call. Secretly, one of these was like Bud Light, and he just threw pumpkin chunks in it. And just <laughs> 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 Once again, what not, you love. They're on to me. It would not that. be the first time. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a listener like turned off now from the show immediately. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, let's, uh, let's just all yeah. kind of um, go... I mean, speak your mind on this last one. Pinata, you've been kind of quiet. I have. Independence Day 2 is like distracting me today. But uh, so let me start this out. Um, so this third one, a little lighter in color than the other two. Almost. I would not expect this color out of, out of a, uh, an Oktoberfest, out of a pumpkin spice. Um, Almost looks more kind of like a uh, October fest. Yeah. From a smell perspective. Oh. Yeah. yeah I'm standing for that. That is pumpkin. Pumpkin on the smell. I like it. Oh yeah. It's like you're at a bakery. Ooh. Yeah, I get a lot of baking sweetness yeah. on this That's one. a pumpkin pie right there. Oh. So I think you made a comment earlier about a candle shop. 
We've entered it on this one. This is this is the one that I was talking about but when I was smoking. This is what I would expect. This is a pumpkin. This is definitely going to be a pumpkin one. So let me uh, do a taste. <laughs> Every show, man. <laughs> Honestly, that's my favorite thing about the Advocates Advocates podcast is there's always one zipper Kenyatta that goes down YouTube. Well, and I so, told Spence that the other day. I was like, man, I loved how like you surprisingly killed off one of the guests during the tasting. Well, I will say this much. Uh, and part of the reason why is as I taste, I'm trying to suck air in as yeah. much as possible. It's, you know, I think some of my, some of my wine tasting type stuff going in there. And, you know, so if I taste again... You might want to slurp it more because that's what yeah. they do for a craft coffee. Get as much air like in that. as possible. Exactly. That's the appropriate way to drink a lot of craft coffees. So, the taste on this is definitely a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. And that's all I'm tasting here is pumpkin. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit of a clove spice on the back end of it. Yeah. Um, a little bit malt forward. I'm gonna taste that again. Yep, a little bit more forward. Um, so, if you want a pumpkin spice beer, this is a pumpkin spice beer. Not my style, but it is a pumpkin spice beer. Um, it's the pumpkin is definitely overpowering. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll agree. I, I'd agree with that. So, one thing that I'm gonna throw in here is my tongue went numb after that first sip. Really? And it's okay not like numb i can feel it but definitely compared to the other two like when i sipped it i mean like i definitely lost some feeling on my palate yeah and that typically owen being the uh, spirit guy here maybe you can elaborate with this thought but that's what alcohol does it's it's a numbing sensation on the tongue so when you do get a higher abv whether it is a spirit beer or wine, New World wine, right, Kenyatta? Yep. It's going to give you this kind of numbing sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if if, it, if, if this was your first sip of beer for the day, um, that high ABV is going to kind of shock your palate and warm it up for it. Uh, with these types of beers, something that uh, if this was one that was higher in gravity. Uh, the way that I would suggest to be drinking this one is we actually take a sip of it and roll it around your mouth, uh, kind of cover your palate with it, cover the the, the the back part of your tongue with it, little, also just wake up a lot of your taste buds uh, to some of these flavors that are going to be activated over time. This also seems like one that can be drinking at a little bit warmer of a temperature. Uh, I have no problem drinking this one at a... Uh, at a room temperature right now because there's a lot of sweetness in it. Yeah. Uh, and sweet is definitely a word that I would use to describe this one. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of sh uh, cinnamon sugar notes on this one, almost like a piece of like pumpkin candy. Yep. That's kind of what I'm getting on it. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not bad. I don't know if I could drink 12 ounces of this. This definitely seems like more of a uh, uh, an eight or ten ounce beer that I would kind of, after a while, I'd kind of be burnt out on. Would be ready to move to the next one, or I would kind of just be done with beer for the day because this one was just a little, was just a little too sweet for me. Not, not bad. Uh, I think this one falls more under the actual PSL guidelines, like a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> from Starbucks, or that which are like just naturally sweeter. Um, yeah, that's definitely what I get on this one. Yep. All right. And just so uh, for the show notes. 
the finish? Is it lasting? Is it short? Is it, it lasts. I feel like it's not lasting as much as the, the second one for me. Not lasting as long, but I think they have two different sorts yeah. of finishes. The second one was more malt, so carried more of a uh, more of a breadiness forward. This one's more of a sweetness, which I think sweetness stays on your palate. At least on my palate, everybody's palate's different. Yeah. Sweetness definitely lingers on my palate a lot. I more. would agree. And you know this one Yeah, I just it's very hard for me to drink this one, really. It's not done bad. I mean, I think actually, if you want to have a pumpkin beer, this is definitely a pumpkin beer. The problem that I have with it is it's so overpowering on it. The sweetness just hits your mouth that it just floods my senses. I can't deal with it. And I think for a lot of pumpkin beer drinkers, um, I think one one flavor that I was looking for a little bit more in all these that I didn't think that I get got on any of them was a little bit more of a fruit taste to it, like a little bit more of a natural just pumpkin or like an apple sort of sweetness to it. Like it, yep. it seems like this one was like a candied pumpkin sort of taste on it. I don't think that I got any of that it was just naturally sweet pumpkin flavor. What do you think the ABV of this one was? This question. one, uh, yeah, based on the mouthfeel of this one and how it kind of lingers in the palate, stays on the tips of the taste, especially like this back sides of the taste buds, yep. I'd probably clock this one around a nine or a 10 ABV, honestly. Okay, all right. All right, this is my favorite time of the show here. This is where, Matt, you tell me your favorite beer, one beer one, beer two, beer three, in the order that you enjoy drinking it. Okay. Kenyatta, you do the same, beer yep. one, beer two, beer three, in the order that you enjoy drinking it. But Owen, I want you to rank these beers based on style. Not necessarily oh, how you okay. enjoy drinking it, <laughs> but based on style. Okay. All right, so Matt, guest of honor. Um, I, li I like beer number three a lot. Uh, it, it's definitely something you want to have in a small volume. It reminds me of kind of like a Christmas ale, except they threw pumpkin in it last minute. <laughs> but I, I love it. Yeah, it, is that like nutmeg, allspice, and I, I don't know what else, but it, it tastes like a Christmas ale to me, a pumpkin. So, uh, and, and I like boozy beers, so uh, yeah, three definitely. Uh, between two and one, I'm going to take a sip again. If I didn't drink three beforehand, I would say number two. But because I'm, I've just had something really heavy, and and I like the way three tasted. Uh, if I'm having all three of these beers together, I would, uh, I would up the spookiness level of one. I would take one before two, honestly. So three, one, two for me. Three, one, two. Pinata, same question to you. Well. I'm a big fan of boozy beers, hence IPAs and Russian IPAs. But I must have to admit, the booziness, or I didn't even taste much booziness in three. It's the sugar that I tasted. But um, that's that's too much pumpkin for me. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. I'm just gonna for the first time. I think one, two, three. One. Um, it's the most subtle, um, and I think it's there. Two. I think two could be a real two could be a really good beer. I like the malt forwardness of that beer. I like the, the molasses as you were talking about. Um, it's just that finish was muddy at the end of it. And then uh, three, damn, that's some pumpkin. That's a lot of pumpkin. <laughs> that's a lot of pumpkin. It's a whole lot. So all right, one two three for me. I think as far as my personal taste goes, I'd probably go. 
either one three two or three one two. I, 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 I like the sweetness. I like the pumpkin. Um, not as big on the malt, the, the malt forward. As far as true to style goes, uh, I definitely think three is probably the most true to style because I think that one has the most like natural pumpkin taste to it. Oh yeah. Uh, like I said, one style that we're or one character, a couple characteristics that we're looking for when we talk about pumpkin ales is going to be a lot of spice that goes with it. Think of pumpkin pie. Think of apple pie. A lot of this characteristic comes from the amount of spice that you put in that. Uh, like we've said uh, multiple times, cinnamon, allspice. Uh, clove, nutmeg notes. So I definitely think number three uh, is a little bit more true to form. Definitely tastes a little bit boozier than a lot of pumpkin ales. Definitely a lot sweeter than most pumpkin ales, but definitely I think the most true to being a pumpkin ale. After that, I'd have to go with number one. I think number one loses a little bit of pumpkinness, but still has a lot of that, that, that those, those spice that we're looking for. Uh, and then I'm gonna have to finish with number two being the least true to form. Uh, I got more just malt forward. I didn't get a lot of spice. I didn't get a lot of pumpkin. I didn't get a lot of sweetness really at all, which is kind of what I was looking forward to. It'd be interesting to also see what all of the ABVs were for all of these. Because I, really I definitely think that so three was question. definitely the highest. Let's talk about booziness. So three. Go ahead. So I, I kind of agree. The sugar is just. That had more of a barley wine sort of yeah. feel to it as well. Yep. Like that's 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 where we started talking a lot more about mouthfeel and yep. you know taste buds going numb and stuff like that. That's why I definitely think that number three was probably the heaviest one. Yep. I think one maybe the second, and then two maybe. I was maybe it's not say the opposite. Yeah, I'm thinking say, three, two, one. I was gonna okay. say two just because it's a little bit more malty. Uh, malty beers, think Doppelbox and stuff like that. I'd clock that one around a seven or an eight percent. Number one, a little bit more uh, casual drinking. Probably find that in the in the cooler at a bonfire. Yep. I'd, I'd clock that one around a five, five or a six. Wow. Okay. All right. What's that reveal. <laughs> so. The reveal is um, beer number one was actually Miller Coors Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Ale. Wow. I've always been a big fan of the Harvest Pumpkin Ale. Once I started drinking beers, I, I did not shy away from it. So, shout out. I, I should let you all know that Kenyatta accuses me all the time of purposely throwing in like twists at the end. Yeah. So I ended up just doing this alphabetically. So Blue Moon B came first, all right? It's just how it worked. Fortunately, it actually worked out exactly as it was supposed to be based on alcohol, body, and everything else. So Blue Moon um, Harvest Pumpkin Wheat. I believe we did throw around the wheat idea. Uh, I believe episode four, we did the hopped wheats where yep. we discussed what a wheat ale is. That was a fun episode. I, fun from a listener standpoint. Also, Spence did give me one of the beers afterwards, so I got to enjoy a little bit with you guys while you guys were uh, recording it. So here, here's one of the coolest things about the Blue Moon is it's a buck fifty per bottle and a six pack, and it's a buck twenty-five when you buy a half case or, or twelve bottles of it. So it's super affordable. And we both had. What did I say? You find it in the cooler at the bonfire. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely yes. true to form. So listen to this. So let's see if we agree here. The beer advocate, hence our name, Advocates Advocate. We are trying to challenge these, you know, so-called self-proclaimed people. Assholes. Uh, <laughs> hey, 
Nobody should tell you what to drink, all right? Nobody should tell you. I agree. So, but the beer advocate had this ranked 3.12 out of 5. The beer cutting your sword didn't have anything. I guess they're too too above Miller Coors and Ray Corn. Yep. Yep. Great beer ranked as 15 out of 100. Oh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and I actually saw it. It made me laugh. That's just um, showing up for syllabus day. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the... Uh, I'm personally offended by that comment. By the way. <laughs> one, of the, one of the responses was actually like, I think it was like a 3.8 this guy gave it, right? And out it's like, come on, y'all. It's not that bad out of five. Yeah. And he's just like, it's not that bad of a beer. Just because it's Miller Coors doesn't mean it's a bad beer. Oh, these yeah. are some and, of the biggest operations in the entire and, world. I mean, yep. craft beer guys. Oh, and you asked me which one I like the best? This is the one I like the best. I mean, this is something that I can sit so and put down the six pack up. All right. You know? We're normally down the same. Oh, we're, yeah, if we're talking drinkability, yeah, that one I could drink a six pack of. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. I mean I'm, I'm more curious as to what you and that chap would drink, you know, in your time. But me, Spence Craft, would, I mean, nine times out of ten, if given this lineup, I'd go one. At a Halloween party, absolutely put one of those in my yep. hand. Also, so, I just wanted to point out that I've been to the, the Blue Moon uh, Brewery in Denver, Colorado. If anybody gets the opportunity, by all means, check it out. Uh, when you're in Denver, Colorado, you, you think craft beer, the last thing you want to do is develop into the Blue Moon uh, area. <laughs> yeah. That's some of the most amazing craft beers that's coming out of there. It's just coming out under a bigger name. They're definitely an innovator. Um, I mean, they've got the money to back it with the Miller Coors name, but you all were talking about uh, ABV percentage or alcohol by volume. This was 5.7. Oh, that's a 5.5. So, I mean, this this isn't, even though it is Miller Coors, it is higher than what a domestic would be. I think it is that added sugar from the pumpkins and the spices that they do use. Again, Owen, that sugar is converted into uh, alcohol, so more sugar, the more alcohol potential. And then the IBUs, or International Bitterness Units, is only 16. So very, very drinkable. Yeah, I like that one a lot. So, all right, beer number two. This is actually uh, Dogfish Head. Punkin, P-U-N-K-I-N Ale. This is actually named after the Punkin Chunkin Contest. Yep. Uh, that's done in Delaware, unfortunately. I guessed ahead of time, like, I thought three had such a strong smell, and I, and I hadn't had pumpkin in forever, and I thought it was, that was three. When yeah. you said that, I was I'm like, positive. Aha, you know, I like check my We answer. knew it was probably on the board somewhere, because it's a well-known, it's a well-known one. So, if, if the listeners don't know what the pumpkin chunking contest is, I didn't, but I looked it up. It's pretty awesome. Uh, they get a literal cannon and shoot pumpkins, pumpkins up in the air. But just a couple good old boys shooting pumpkins yeah. up in Delaware. Not, what, not else, what else is there to do? But this uh, this beer actually debuted in 1994 and oh, wow. came in first place in the pumpkin chunkin recipe competition. And so um, after that, this is when Dogfish Head actually started to you know do it larger scale and actually distribute it. Um, so the average price for 12 ounces is about $2.33. So, I mean, you're getting up, you know, an extra 80 cents for, you know, this beer here. Uh, beer Advocate had it ranked 3.93 out of 5. I didn't agree with that. Beer Connoisseur ranked it 88 out of 100. Again, the Blue Moon was 15 out of 100. 
See, that's something that I would this drastically is, yeah. disagree yeah. with. Okay, I'm going to jump in on this real fast. Go for it, can you? This is all about perception of name. Oh, yeah. I think sure. so, too. Yeah. It's all because Stockfish had It's like, oh, they got to make their great, great brewery. And, you yeah. know, like, and don't get me wrong. They are a great brewery. Me? I mean, when I, see dog, when I see Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale, I'm like, I love pumpkin. I love Dogfish Head. I'm going to yeah. order that. But, you know, knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't buy a six-pack, especially at 233 a bottle. If I was going in to buy a six-pack of pumpkin beers and I saw this one, I would I would, I would rely on that. I love pumpkin beers. I love Dogfish Shed. These are two bases of consistency where I can selectively make this purchase and be happy with. And if I would have gone home and drank one of these, I think I would have been upset at my purchase. Sure. Yeah. You bringing up the uh, the ratings on the websites has me a little curious. Like these uh, these breweries that get bought out by the bigger ones, like uh, like one that comes to mind is like Wicked Weed or, or yeah. ones like that. Yeah. It's, I wonder what happens to their scores once they go from a, like quasi micro to a macro. As somebody, I wonder. As somebody who lived in Napa and actually had to deal with the Robert Parker, you know, like yep. Robert Parker says this is a ninety nine point wine. Shut up, take my money. It's, oh my God, it, tri- it drives me insane. But you know what, it's their money. Drink what you love, love what you drink, but I'm not about to drop $1,200 on a case of wine that I know nothing about. Yeah. And I'm not gonna go spend $15 on a four pack of beer <laughs> that I know nothing about either. So, well, but that's me. And I think, you know, to your point, you know, I think, you know, the wine industry versus the beer industry in the United States is at different levels. Uh, of, uh, of reality, as you want to call it. And well, beer is very young too. Right. I feel. And I think it's that. Craft beer. And I think that when these get bought out by some of these larger companies, they get unfortunately the stigma of you're now a quote unquote macro. And when we've all seen, I mean, New Belgium would probably be in there. I mean, some people make it at a macro yeah. group. And they make some really good beer. They do, but now they're too big, and now it's just like, oh, it's New Belgium. They're not craft, but they right. do some good stuff. Right, and I think it's the same That's way. That's my favorite brewery in the United States. Too. What was that? Yeah. New Belgium is my favorite brewery. Yeah. Lips of Fate series is really oh good, God. yeah. But bringing it back here, uh, Beer Country Sierra also had the Dogfish Head, the number seven pumpkin beer, like, on oh. the market. That kind of surprised me. Because, like I said, I think that was the one that the most of us got the least amount of pumpkin flavor from. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's I'm, I'm just reading stats here. <laughs> fake news, ladies and gentlemen. Just kidding. Hashtag pumpkin everything, hashtag fake news. <laughs> so, Rate Beer had this ranked 82 out of 100, and Untapped had it ranked 3.76 out of 5. The alcohol by volume, or ABV, is 7%, and the IBU is 28%. So we threw around the word molasses with this, mm-hmm. and this is actually a brown ale. So we've not covered brown ales on the show, but a brown ale is going to, you know, be a, a harder beer. It's going to have that fuller body that Matt you you kind of touched on, and then just having kind of like that higher sugar, the the spices, and then the brown toasted notes of the brown ale. Um, I mean, molasses just makes perfect sense and. I think just through, uh, you know, brew buddies sitting around having, you know, drink some beer, I think we did a pretty good job, hopefully to our listeners, to describe this beer. Um, if you were interested, I think it's a good one to try. Sure. But be prepared to, you know, spend a little bit of cash. I mean, again, it's, it's 
thirteen dollars a six pack. I mean, find a bottle shop that lets you buy individuals. That's that's what I would recommend on these. Yeah, Figure out what you like. Yeah. When most people go to buy Doctor Show, they, they they usually know that they're going to be spending a little more money on a better product. Sure. Um, so if you guys are looking for more of a brown ale, something more full body, definitely get that one. But if you guys are looking for more pumpkin ales, Doctor Show might seem appealing, but I don't know. If, yeah. After tasting it, I don't know if I would, if I would pick it up again if this is what I was looking for. All right, so just to uh, to conclude here, beer number three is uh, Southern Tier Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Here we go. Yes. So, all right, so you guys thought two thirty three for a bottle was something. This beer was three seventy five for a per per twelve ounce bottle. I got it fourteen ninety nine for a four pack. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, ladies and gentlemen. The beer pricing may, you know, shift a buck or two, you know, depending on where you go, depending on the deals. Um, but that's going to be like about what you can expect, three fifty to three seventy-five. Also, one thing that we you can anticipate, uh, I, I should have said earlier that I thought that that was was the pumpkin because I had it just the other day. Whenever you're tasting anything from the the brand Southern Tier, expect something that's a lot a lot sweeter like yes. whenever they do sweetness they do it up I mean they make a cream brulee beer that literally tastes like a cream brulee their cinnamon roll beer literally tastes like a cinnamon roll yeah. and it, it's not terrible like yep. I said uh, for all their, their cream brulee beers their cinnamon roll beers for this one uh, it's the same rule for it for me like I can drink 10 ounces of it but I think 12, 16 oh, ounces is yeah. too much. I yeah, gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta push the glass and, and they typically come in bombers, so at that yeah. point you're you're sharing it with four friends okay. if, if, if you want yeah. something. So a, a bomber is 22 ounces. Yep. Um, so that's what he means by that. But Beer Advocate had this ranks, of course, highest than any other beers that we had at 4.05 out of 5. Uh, okay. Uh, beer Connoisseur <laughs> had a rank 75 out of 100 and the number one six pumpkin beer. Um, on the market right now, which uh, doesn't really make sense because it had the uh, previous one, the Doctor Shed at 88, so I, I don't know. Uh, Rape Beer actually had this ranked 97 out of 100. A plus, world class beer here. Wow. Southern Tier is a great brewery. Yeah, great, great brewery, but I mean, again, it's a great brewery, but I mean, over the top. I think they get extra points from being a great brewery. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bell's Too Hard at Ale, I think, from it being done, that is a top tier beer. For sure. Agreed. And at a, a solid price. What was it, Buck 75 a bottle or yeah. something? Right. Like that? Well, yeah. It's, great price for I mean, Right. So I look at this, and it's like to get that rating, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not a pumpkin head, and I can't understand it. But sure. But I will tell you this. We discussed booziness. ABB on this is 8.6. Ellen, I think you nailed that. You put it 9, 10%. I put it, I put it right at 9. Yeah. yeah. Close, close enough. I mean, bang for your buck. Now, I mean, taxation, <laughs> syntax, so it is going to be more expensive just because it is higher ABV. Um, but, I mean, I definitely got a lot of that. I sipped it, I breathed out through my nose, and it warmed up my nose hairs. Like, that was a dead giveaway. Um, but as, as for, you know, what pumpkin style is, Oh, and you mentioned like this is the most true to style. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, this is definitely one that I would want to brush my teeth as soon as I get done drinking it because it was so sweet. I don't want to get a cavity. But as far as if, 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 if we're in the discussion of pumpkin ales, I think this is uh, 
this is kind of our flagship for our flight board. I'm definitely chasing this beer with my Octoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> Something a little more malty or a little more balanced. Like Anything to wipe out that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, again, thank you all so much for taking the time being here. I think we had a great discussion. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hopefully, you all learned something. Hopefully, you all uh, got to at least taste some tasty beers. So, what are we doing next week? Next week, I think it only makes sense to do brown ales. That's, that's great. I mean, that's a good idea. The problem I mean, we, is there's a lot of good local brown ales here too. You might want to have a specific local episode. Maybe do uh, brown ales in two weeks. Do all local and then do all uh, some of the highest rated ones. Yeah, I mean that, that's kind of the thing too. I mean yeah. brown ales. You can We're you've got English pub. Right you've got right here, that's like, I'm, I'm thinking the brown note. We may do a series coming. We may do an episode where most of the people be able to get I'm feeling a series. Series coming up, a brown ale series. You know, you've got the English brown, you've got an American brown. First craft beer that I ever loved was the Newcastle brown ale. Yes. And I still will order it whenever I can. You can't beat it. Yep. It's a good one. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should do some, some brown ales coming up. I'm good with that. All right. I'm good with that. Now, now, listeners, we do have the group page. If you want to chime in, if you think brown ales is a great idea, please let us know. If you think it's a shitty idea, please let us know. This show is for you. Please do not forget that. Uh, so whatever you want us to do, whether it's Imperial South or if you want us to switch direction entirely, please let us know. But you need to you need to let us know to be heard. All right, uh, Kenyatta. Any final thoughts? Uh, Matt Owen. Live what you love. Love yeah. what you drink. Or yeah. Live what you love. That's awesome. Drink what you love. Love what you, you did drink. That last week too. I did. <laughs> drink responsibly. Um, and. Um, We'll see you on the next uh, show. Yep. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that we all need to take uh, in mind as we move forward is that drinking responsibly is key number one. Also, drinking what you love. Um, don't let anybody tell you that what you're drinking is terrible. Don't listen to that. Um, the one thing that we always want to make sure that we're doing is that we're, uh, we're, we're giving the respect to the alcohol that we're, we're, we're taking. We're not just drinking it just to drink it. We're, we're drinking it because we're, 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 we're analyzing it. We're appreciating color. We're appreciating smell and taste and uh, you know finishing flavors on this. So make sure you guys are drinking responsibly. Also, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, I am brand ambassador for the Bullet Whiskey brand. If you guys are interested in uh, stopping by the old Stitzel Distillery, there's a lot of history out there. Uh, you can you can leave a comment. I'd be happy to give you guys my information, give you guys a tour around the campus. Wait, awesome. Matt, Chef, you're a uh, you're an entertainer, yeah? Oh yeah. Any uh, shows coming up? Uh, none at the moment, but uh, Kentucky Bill is looking to do some more shows probably for this winter season. Uh, we just got back from uh, traveling to Kansas City and some other locations, uh, and doing we headlined here at the Louisville Festival. Uh, Damage Goods Improv Festival. So that was a lot of fun. Kentucky Bill is a two-person improv meets sketch show uh, where we tell every legend ever told. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. So Kentucky Bill. Uh, one more time, what was that? Kentucky Bill. Kentucky Bill. Like William, but shorter. All right. Well, guys, again, thank you all so much for your time. Kenyatta, thank you for coming out. As thank always. You as always. Yeah, you guys. And uh, cheers. Gross. Yeah. Hey, drink what you love. Love what you drink. Always drink responsibly. We'll see you all next week. Look forward to it. Go live? Yeah. That was a good one. Dude, we... That felt nice. Every time I come in here, damn it, there's like some good movies.